Good morning, everyone. My name is Joel Berry. I help out with Kid Zone here at Ridgeview Church, and I am continuing the message series today called Streams of Thought. And today we are going to be looking at joy every day. That's right, every day. Um, you may think, well, joy sometimes, but actually, according to Scripture, we can experience joy because of God's presence and His faithfulness every day, no matter what our circumstances are. And we want to look at that today. I want you to take a look at a picture first here of uh, Spring River in Arkansas. This is a, a river that my parents live on. And my family has gone back there various summers to just relax, recharge, spend time with family. And um, it's a calm river, as you can see. Lots of people swim in it. They float down it in canoes or inner tubes or whatever. And it's just a relaxing, beautiful place. Calm, serene enjoyable. Now I want you to take a look at this video my dad sent me in the spring of the same river. You'll notice this river is muddy and swift and rising closer to the shore than it had before. A very different picture of the same river. Now this isn't a stream. You know we've been talking about streams of thoughts. I've got a river here but it's the same idea that these uh, this water flows down it, and at different times, it's swifter than other ones. And it, it's a lot like our thoughts. You can have thoughts where, uh, it's a calm day, they're coming easy, I, I, I can process what's coming at me, it's nice, um, I'm not having any particular difficulty today. And then other days, so many thoughts, we don't know how to process them, it seems to be rising. And as the thoughts rise, and the confusion rises, so does the anxiety, so does the tension. And how do we really gain traction and hope and find joy in the middle of all this. Well, we're going to be starting in James chapter 1 today, verses uh, 2 through 4. Before we look at that, one point I want to make is that joy is the right response in the middle of trials. And in James chapter 1, uh, the brother of Jesus actually writes this book, and the early church had been scattered because of persecution, and they were uh, experiencing different trials and pressures. And James actually wrote a letter to this family of believers and said, uh, said this. Let's look at these verses. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Count it all joy, whatever you're going through. Count it joy as you meet trials of various kinds. So it's almost like uh, if you go meet someone, you kind of step toward it. And there's this picture here of going out and meeting the trial uh, in, the, in faith and saying, God, help me to handle and deal with this. Now, if you look back at previous trials in your life, big or small, it could have been just a season of life where you were doing nothing but, but studying and, and grinding out maybe some sort of a workload. And on the other side of that, you experience the benefit of the paycheck, if it was work, uh, the fruit of your labor, maybe it was a real big project that really blessed other people, or a degree if you were getting your um, education done and that degree opened up so many doors for you. But in the middle of it, it sure didn't feel joyful. But you can trust God that in the middle of these, you go out and meet your trials. Uh, God can give you joy in the middle of it and he, and he produces these things in you. I think one of the biggest things that we can see in these verses is that God is working these things out for your own good. He's actually doing good things in you in the middle of trials. And keeping that in mind, there is joy. This isn't the funnest thing. This isn't quite my choice right now. But I consider it joy 
because there's a faithful God who is leading me through this. I'm not alone, and He is actually working out a plan in my life that's better than I could come up with myself. So I believe Him. I trust Him, and I can move forward in faith. And so there is some real excitement that can be experienced, even in the midst of trials, understanding these promises that we find in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Now, there are three things I want to look at uh, today that will help us get an understanding on how to have joy every day. Um, one of these ways to experience joy every day is you guide your life by God's Word. Another one is you give generously. And finally, gratitude, being thankful. So I want to, I want to back up and, and kind of take these one at a time. And the first one is uh, guiding your life by God's Word. So as we look into God's Word and what He says about life, uh, there's more to it than just reading it. Let's take a look at James chapter 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So the picture here really is that the Bible is not a novel just to be read like some other book. It's actually a map to be followed. So what James is saying here is, like, yes, you read these things and you're like, oh, I can find joy. Or, oh, this, this person had this experience and God worked through these people. That's a great story. But James is like, no, you have to believe it. If you want to experience joy, you really believe that God is here. He is coming through for you as you step out in faith where you don't see the answer, but God has promised the answer that you can find joy in the doing. Because without the doing, we don't experience the other side of it, just like anything else. Without the studying, we don't experience the grade we wanted on the test. Without showing up to work, we don't expect the paycheck or we don't get the check we ex- expect. Without actually living out the word, we don't see the benefit of God's promises. Let's look at James one twenty-five. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So as we go throughout our days, we have to have um, an ability to draw back and remember and not forget. And for me, the easiest way to do that is read it again today, to be in the Bible every day, to be praying and to be reminded of God's promises and calling on him for help. Uh, Because we forget, we're forgetful. The Bible is full of uh, the, the children of Israel, remembering him, forgetting him, remembering him, forgetting him. And as much as we say, I wouldn't do that, that's our tendency too. You know, if you're anything like me, you can say, oh, I, I, I trusted God through that trial and he took care of me, but this trial, I don't know about this one. This one might be too big for God. I don't actually say that, but my actions do. And so we want to be very careful of, are we stopping and remembering and not forgetting and using these uh, verses that we've learned and that we're reading to really do battle and say, no, that's not the truth. What I'm feeling isn't the truth. This is the truth. God will come through for me. So let's look on here. Joy every day is possible when we put our faith in God's word. So it's not just saying that's a great story. It's actually saying this is life. This is where real life is found. It's not found anywhere else. I have to actually know what scripture says and believe it, and live it out. And with God's help, I can live it out. And over time, you see yourself making progress and how God has been faithful and faithful again. And what that builds is what we call a testimony. 
And someone can come to you and say, well, I don't know about God. And you can say, well, I do. I can actually point you to Scripture, and I can also point you to my own life and how God has been faithful. And so we want to be aware of that and take heart in that, that as we trust God, He is building in us a testimony that can really bless others and encourage us as we look back on how He's taken care of us. So this means we're inputting Scripture into our life. We're not just reading it once and forgetting about it. We have other inputs. Who are you hanging out with? Who are you listening to? What thoughts are you rehearsing in your mind? All of these inputs matter. And it's not something to just say, well, I just let whatever flow in and out. And I know that Pastor Alex has talked about that early on in the series about building a dam around your thoughts and being careful of the influences and the people that you let in. It just doesn't need to be a wave of everything. We want to be careful because the people we hang out with if you hang out with someone different than you, eventually one of you will change. You, your values will become theirs or theirs will become yours. So you want to be wise in who you are spending so much time with and who you are listening to and what you are thinking about. And through this, we can find ourselves going the right direction or completely the wrong direction. So we want to be aware. Um, also, this negative thinking and this wrong thinking can overwhelm us. So we want to guard these uh, thoughts so that we can experience the good that God has for us. The next point is giving generously. Now, when you think about giving, you probably think about money, which is part of what I want to talk about. The other thing that we give is our attention. We give our attention to certain things. Again, people we hang out with, media that we listen to, social media that we interact with, um, our own thoughts, books, movies, Whatever it may be, uh, we want to give generously, but we want to give generously to the right things. It's the same with your money. You want to give it, but where, where are you giving it to? So let's look at Proverbs 9, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So this is dealing with what God blesses you with. You want to make sure that you are giving the first fruits of that. So part of this, obviously, is there's a commanded scripture, uh, 10% being the base of, of a follower of Jesus is giving 10% of their income to the church. But even beyond that, we want to understand that everything is from God and we are just stewarding it. And just uh, 10% is just an offer, an a tithe saying, I it's all yours anyway, God, and this is a way of saying thank you, and, and I believe you, and, and I want to obey you in doing this. But there are other times God calls you to give maybe above and beyond that, or uh, of, your, of your attention and your time, which we know is very valuable to us as well. I want to um, just share with you a story that happened to me years ago with um, a job I'd gotten. Things were tight for my wife and I. We may have had one child at the time, so it was earlier on in our marriage, and if we had a child, uh, our, our oldest, she would have been young, very young, baby or toddler. And I got a job working on a commercial, um, and I was going to get paid, I think, $150 for the day. It might have been a little more than that, but it, you know, but at the time, that was going to be a lot of money. And I was so excited to have the job to go help on this commercial shoot uh, that a director I knew was um, producing. And directing, and so on the way to the job that morning, as I was just thinking about the money I was going to earn, I, I heard God say to me, "I want you uh, to to give me this money." 
And, you know, 10% of something is 10% of something. But God didn't say that. This He goes, I just want you to give me this whole check, uh, everything that you're earning today. You know, just kind of return it to the church. You know, give it to the church. And I thought in my head, okay, um, I've got a wife at home. And I think she's probably as excited about this money today as I am. So, Lord, I'll do what you say. But I need you to prepare her heart so when I get home tonight and walk through the door and say, Hey, you know that commercial I worked on today? Well, we're, we're giving all that money away. But what God was telling me, too, during that time was, I, I hold all the resources of heaven and earth. I hold them in my hands, and I can release them at any time. And I'm giving you this. And I'm asking you to trust me and give it back to you. So I worked all day on this shoot, knowing that I was giving all the money that I was earning away. But I also knew that um, I was okay with that. I believed God. I trusted God. And I, I, I walked in that night and to talk to my wife. And, you know, I've been rehearsing it. You know, God has the resources of heaven and earth, and He can take care of us. And I just believe we need to... And, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of make a case because I, I didn't know where she was. I prayed that, uh, you know, the conversation would go well. And it was almost like, you know, we were catching up on stuff and I bring it up and I say it and it was no more that she's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's good. And I was like, oh, I guess we're giving this away. And we did. We, we gave that money. And um, that next week I received uh, a check from for many times more in the mail, an unexpected check. Um, I'm not saying that that's how God works all the time. If he asks you to give something, it's not like you're checking the mailbox every day for him to repay you. But that's actually what happened with us is that after we gave, you know, he came through. And it was a real reminder of exactly what I felt God was telling us through that was that I hold all the resources of heaven and earth. So if I'm asking you for something, I've given you everything anyway. Trust me that I don't want to bless you um, above and beyond, whether it's materially or just in seeing other lives being blessed by the money you've given or seeing people being encouraged or whatever. And so that that's an example from my life where God really drove that into my heart and, and taught me and reminded me and showed me his faithfulness. Now, the other thing is giving your attention. What are you, what are you giving your attention to? Um, we experience joy every day by giving full effort to our current responsibility. Let me say that again. Giving full effort to your current responsibility. So, I've got these streams of thought rising up that are uh, just so many, just too much. I feel like I, there's too much pressure, too much going on, too much concern in my life. Um, focus your attention on what your responsibility is. Give that your full attention because that's what God has put on your plate for that day. Unless God asks you to solve the world's problems that day, which He typically doesn't, He wants you to solve and, and steward your responsibilities for that day. Let's look at this verse in 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I've got to go to work today. I'm going to do that to the glory of God. I am Because He has given me life and He has given me work and He has given me opportunity, I am going to joyfully buy up that opportunity and do the best I can. And who knows what God will do because of my faithfulness today. I could have been overwhelmed and just put my head under the covers and stayed in bed. But God actually doesn't call me to do that. And that's not how He asks us 
to ride out these storms. So if you have a responsibility, God is asking you to give it your full attention today. And you'll find if you're giving your full attention to that, you can't be uh, over here worried about these other things because God has you focused on what he's given you to do. So the second thing is give generously with your money and with your attention and your time. Make sure that you're spending it on what really honors and pleases God. Next is gratitude. And I mentioned this last week of trying to develop a habit of thankfulness and even writing things down that you're thankful for. I want to look at these verses in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 to give us a little more insight on this. It says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So be joyful always. Again, we see that word, you know, that James uses in, in chapter one of his the book he wrote. James it says, "Consider it all joy." On First Thessalonians, be joyful when always, and then when do we pray continually? What's the only other thing we do continually? Breathe, even when we're sleeping. And so God is saying. You can just breathe out prayers to me during the day. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for strength as I go into this meeting or as I go into this opportunity. Will you grant me grace in my words that I may speak or uh, listen in a way that is helpful, that I can really understand where this other person is coming from and respond in a way that uh, helps and blesses and encourages. These prayers can go all day long. They can be prayers of gratitude, like it says uh, in, in verse 18, which we're getting to. Or it can be prayers for intercession for other people or for ourselves, which are prayers of petition. Or it can be just praise back up to God for who He is. He has given us life. We opened our eyes today, did nothing to create this day, and it was here for us. This is the gift of God. And so there is so much to be joyful about, and we can pray continually. Now verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. So it's not give thanks when things are just going good or things are just going okay or things are just bad. And actually, every circumstance, there is an opportunity for gratitude. Lord, thank you. And that's what James was referring to in chapter 1 of his book where he says, uh, consider it all joy when you encounter these various trials. We can actually say, God, thank you for the trouble. Because through, through this trouble, I'm learning to lean on you and actually see you come through in the midst of difficulty. And that's... That's a big help. That's a big blessing. So give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if you're ever wondering, what's God's will for my life? Now, there are specific maybe career paths or um, relationships that God you need specific wisdom on. But in generally, God's will for your life, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. If you're ever at a point like, what do I do right now? There you have it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Be joyful, pray, be thankful. All circumstances. And it's not a one-time thing. I think that's the thing we need to remember as we look at these verses today and look at these different um, uh, ways to find joy, which is, you know, through being guided by God's word, uh, giving generously and showing gratitude. These things don't just happen once and then they're done, right? They're habits that we are developing. So give yourself some grace as you're developing these habits. Uh, This is maintenance. It's like anything else that you have. 
if you've got a garden, weeds will grow. Well, don't just quit. Go pull the weeds. You know, if you've got a car, it gets dirty. Well, don't go, well, I guess it's time to sell it. It got dirty. No, just wash it. Do the maintenance. So as we're getting through and developing these habits, um, just know some battles take a while. That's okay. God knows that. God knows how much time it's going to take, and He's not leading you in the middle of it. And Psalm 1611 says, In His presence is fullness of joy. If you're in His presence and He's with you during this, your joy is full. It's really who you're with. And if you're with God, there's everything you need at every moment. There's great encouragement in that. Um, Also, we can choose joy that knowing God is working all this together for good. Romans 8.28 And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. There is a word here that we've seen before. Three-letter word, packed with a lot of power. It's the word all. We know that in all things, consider it all joy, my brethren. If there's any question in your mind of what uh, God's scope of concern or ability to handle is, He is over it all. God is touching it all. He sees all. He knows all. And He is very concerned. Even as, as mighty and great as He is, He is concerned with you and what you were going through. And He is actually working it out for your good. Now, there's some examples in your life and situations where you can look back and you say, I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. And then there's some situations that you still don't get and you may not get uh, and understand completely why they happened this side of heaven. But you know the promises are this, that they are true, that he was working out all these things for your good. And in that, there is peace and God brings hope in the middle of it so that you can uh, really find joy in the middle of what you're going through. So knowing his word and recalling his word during the day, either through um, just memorization or maybe a piece of it, I need to pray continually. God, I need to pray right now that way or just rereading the Bible so that we don't forget. Really knowing the word uh, is is where we're going to find power to experience this joy every day. And then, right, give generously, like we mentioned earlier. Now, as you You give uh, to others. You give to Ridgeview. You see real blessing. Ridgeview has actually not seen a decline in giving during the quarantine, which is really just a testimony of God's faithfulness and how He's used the body of believers to continue to step out in faith and bless the ministry of Ridgeview. And we see lives being changed and people being touched. And we are here to really uh, reach the area of North Fontana and the surrounding areas with the gospel of Jesus. And through giving, we are able to continue to make efforts in ministry that we might not be able to otherwise and seeing God's faithfulness. So there's definitely the giving to church as well as to others that may be in need and seeing how God takes care of them and it really refreshes others by our generosity. As well as that, it's it's our attention. What are we focusing on? And, and as we focus on, we, you pull in to church life and you focus on other people and you get to know them and their needs and how you can help meet their needs and how you can pray for them and with them. And that's when we've launched these topic groups this summer to really help uh, people understand what God says about certain aspects of life, different topics, and how we can relate to each other 
and we see the giving of our time and attention to God's word and what he says about specific areas of life, be it marriage or just navigating decisions wisely or growing in our relationship with God. And this is all a result of generous giving, uh, giving of our time, giving of our attention, giving of our money, and seeing how Pastor Alex has led out and facilitating these groups and handing them off to others who are giving of their time to lead these groups. So you can see that this is this is a big muscle that God works in us. And as we do that, we, we are refreshed and energized in the middle of the work, and we see God's uh, kingdom being built through it. So giving generously is a, a huge way to find joy every day. And then finally, like I mentioned, um, gratitude. As we develop an attitude of thankfulness, Lord, I thank you for this day and these provisions. And as we start recounting them, and as we connect with others, that gratitude grows because they have a perspective on things that God's doing in their life that you may not have. And then you see more things to be thankful for. And it's not outside of fellowship that that doesn't grow. We we grow in fellowship with each other. And so we can really find uh, joy as we pull in as a body of believers to be thankful, to be generous, and to be in God's Word. And through these things, we're going to find joy every day. So as I wrap up today... I want to draw your attention to a few next steps. Uh, one of them is James 1, 2 through 4. You may want to memorize those verses. Um, and as you memorize them and commit them to memory, you can recall them and really remember what God says to us through His Word about how to experience joy in the midst of trials. Because not only is it possible, it happens all the time, every day, because of God's goodness toward us. So that may be a verse you want to memorize. Another one is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Uh, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then finally, you want to choose joy and faith by trusting what God says about blank. And I left a blank there for you to fill in. There may be something that you're experiencing or going through, and you really need to give that to God. You really need to trust Him with that uh, relationship, uh, situation, circumstance, whatever it may be. So that's uh, for you to fill out. And there may be something else that God's brought to your attention. I encourage you to explore that as well. Um, as we wrap up today, though, I do want to thank you for your time and attention, your your generosity in giving your time to even uh tuning into the worship service, to connecting with other believers at Ridgeview, and your giving. All of these are real blessings and real uh, paths to joy through Jesus. So we are so grateful that you've joined us this morning. Will you pray with me as we wrap up our service? Dear God, we are thankful uh, for the truth of your word. There are key insights here that are short but powerful, and we really ask that you would help us work these in to the fabric of our lives. May they be driven into our heart and in our heart uh, lived out through our actions by faith in you. And we really need your help. We ask your blessings on Ridgeview as we continue to grow and expand. We thank you for how you continue to meet our needs. Pray that you would be with all of us this week as we go throughout our week, that we would choose joy every day, that you provide willingly and abundantly through faith in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for taking such good care of us Give us strength in this new week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.